I love that term open because it's like, it's, it's an open conversation about whatever. And we're just like, well, what if we did close it up, you know, and became monogamous again? So we're just constantly having these conversations. But like, I think I consider myself poly now because I learned so much from it and I'm still learning so, so much from it that it's just so beneficial. And even if we decide to not see other people, like I think I'm always going to consider myself poly because I want to always be able to have the conversation. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Hey, Finn. Yes, Emma. (laughs) Guess what? We're almost episode 300. (laughs) Almost. We're so close. We're closer than we've ever been to episode 300. Actually, we're at episode 200 today, and I'm super excited. So... Welcome, everyone, to episode 200. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a beautiful interview with Casey and Marcus. Yeah, this is uh, an incredible interview, and we're really excited about it. Before we tell you a little bit about it, we wanted to say just a gigantic thank you to anyone and everyone who has helped us get to 200 episodes. So uh, we've had obviously close to 200 different people come on the show. Actually, more than that because I was a lot like of, close to. <laughs> many of them are couples. Some of them have come back a few times, and yes. it's just been throuples. Yeah, quads. and then we've had way more than 200 Man. people. Like a thousand. I, I don't know. Maybe not Maybe, quite a thousand. I don't know. We'll right. Count it up. So thank you to anyone who's come on the show to share your story. Thank you to anyone who's ever sent us an email, reached out, told us you love the show, told us that we've helped you. Like all of those things are huge for us and it drives us every day. So, so thank you to all of you who've done that. Yeah. We greatly appreciate every single one of you who have supported us in any way. Yeah. So. And thank you to our amazing Patreon community for helping support the show financially, um, giving us the opportunity to basically make this our full-time job and, We've been loving doing that, and we're grateful that we get to do this and we get to build this community and put this out there. So thank you to all of you who have joined us, who have supported us, um, and and also like please no discount for any no not to discount anybody who hasn't come on the show or joined Patreon. We have a ton of friends who have supported us in doing this without you know being able to come on and share. So thank you to all of you who are listening and have supported us for the last three and almost three and a half years. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to at when I say in all the ways. I know. <laughs> but some of us like to talk a little extra. <laughs> just a little bit. And just I, little I bit. didn't mean to cut you off. I knew you were just about to jump in and start saying that. <laughs> right? I mean, just like people come on the shows, people who have emailed us, just people who have downloaded and listened or shared, spread the word. Like, that's huge, too. So if you just t- say, tell a friend, hey, I've listened to this podcast. It was super awesome. And that's super helpful, too. Yeah, and one more shout out to any other of the podcasters, bloggers, content creators who who have had us on their show, who have come on our show, who have, again, helped spread the words to their community. Collaborating with other people doing work in the space is absolutely one of our favorite 
parts of doing this. So thank you to all of you for the work you do and for helping us spread the work we do. Yes. So there we go. We made it. Episode 200. And now we get to start the countdown. To episode 300. episode 300. (laughs) Yay! So a bit more about Casey and Marcus. Yes. They have been married eight years and they've been poly for three. This interview is amazing. They're super vulnerable and it's a little emotional too. So we just thank them very much for coming on the show and sharing everything that they did. And when Emma says a little emotional. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a very emotional. It's a very powerful episode. And with that, there are a few disclaimers that I wanted to throw in here at the beginning or that we wanted to throw in here at the beginning. So the first one is that um, we started recording early and there was a little bit of banter that we left in uh, with their permission. So that's important. Uh, It was fun. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) The second is uh, that we... I. We left in a lot of the pauses um, because this is an emotional episode. So a lot of times I'll go through and take out long pauses. I didn't do that in this one. I left it pretty much as is. And Casey and Marcus have both listened to this. It was sent to them ahead of time. And they gave us the green light to publish it as it is. And so we are not violating any requests um, on their behalf. So those are some important things that we needed to say before you get into this episode because it is... uh, we picked it for 200 for a reason. Yes. It's amazing. And we're so grateful that they came on and shared. So thank you, Casey and Marcus, for sharing with us and for putting this amazing content out in the world. Yeah, we are so grateful. Before we jump into their interview, though, we do have our couple of quick and exciting announcements. Uh, first off, a huge, huge thank you to our Patreon community. As always, uh, we're so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you to support the show in the ways that you do. And if you're looking for community and you're looking for people to uh, support you and just say hi and just interact Be with, there for you. Yeah. I just have say an open that's mind. Community in general. Because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to explain Let's, what community we'll is. We'll read the definition of community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, if you're looking for community in any and all of the ways, uh, we would highly encourage you to check out our Patreon community. It's only a couple dollars a month and there's just a fan, it's a fantastic group of people. Um, if you want more information, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button. Also there, you'll find dates for the October men's group call, women's group call, and our uh, monthly Q&As. Yeah. And if if maybe Patreon's not your thing, we have some really exciting meet and greets coming up. So we have a virtual meet and greet. We've been doing these for about a year. We took the summer off, but we're back. So that is going to be September 22nd from 9 to 11. Again, that's virtual. Yes. So that's tonight. That's tonight. tonight. When I said September 22nd, that's tonight. <laughs> Still time to sign up. And if you happen to miss tonight, don't worry. We will have another virtual meet and greet next month. But you know what? You should just come join tonight anyway. Yes. And next week, we on September 28th, we have an actual in-person meet and greet at a park in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's from 6 to 9. On October 13th, we have an awesome space at a big outdoor brewery in Atlanta, Georgia. That's going to be from 7 to 9 p.m. And on October 27th, we finally got a space in Florida and St. Petersburg from 6.30 to 9 at an awesome, amazing LGBTQ plus owned bar and grill. Yes. With outdoor patio space. We're super thrilled. 
If you want more information on how we're handling COVID, how we're handling these events, and all of the ways to sign up, again, head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the community events tab and you will find ways to get to the virtual meet and greets and all the in-person meet and greets and all the Patreon information. It's all right there. And reach out to us. As I say, also on our website, the contact us button. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. We would love to hear from you. If you want to come on and share your story, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi or have a question for us, we'd also love to hear from you. And with that, we'll jump into the episode, but we did want to say thank you for listening to this slightly longer than normal intro. We thought it was really important to thank everybody who's helped us get 200 episodes into this. And so again, thank you for listening and thank you to everybody who's helped us get here including you as a listener. And now let's go talk to Casey and Marcus. And there's no need to be nervous. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> nervous. yeah a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. This is all re- like it's recorded. This nothing is live. It's just talking to us. So you're good. It's just a first date. It's just a first date. <laughs> yeah, hey, you say that nerve wracking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a first date with huge podcast celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is uh, the term like LMNO? whatever like celebrities list like the z-list, z-list celebrities <laughs> like not not the yeah. a-list celebrities <laughs> wow i'm like super into podcasts so um podcast people are a-list to me you know so, uh, yeah. well thank you we'll take it and, <laughs> we'll we'll, take it. and we're leaving this in yeah um, so, <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, so welcome to the show casey and marcus thank you, thank you very much for having us yeah. We're thank, so excited that you're here. Yeah, thank you for being here, reaching out. We're excited to hear more about you two, hear about your story. Um, so do you mind introducing yourselves? Because, I mean, it's a first date. That's what we do. <laughs> it is a first date. So I'm Casey. And I'm Marcus. And um, I don't know, we've been, to mar- we've been married eight years? Around, uh-huh. yeah. And Polly for... Three about the last three. Uh-huh. So yeah, we didn't really have a. We never talked, Polly. This never came up um, before in our marriage. Before we decided to do it, um, <laughs> which is kind of interesting that we. Yeah, it was never discussed. Um, it was always a monogamous marriage, and I ended up meeting a. Uh, guy at my work and um, being very attracted to him. And I was taken aback by that because ever since I was with Marcus, um, I only had eyes for Marcus. So to meet somebody that I worked with that I actually had a a strong attraction to uh, scared me. And so uh, it, but that was what started a conversation between the both of us about, um, opening up the marriage. And I, I remember the night perfectly. We were hanging out. I was three glasses of wine in. And <laughs> I remember just sitting there and I looked over and I think he had a glass of wine. And I remember just looking over at him going, I have this crush at work and I don't, I don't know what to do about it. And he was, he took it so well and, and it started the discussion. And so I had told him about the guy and, um, 
And you can say, you can. Yeah. So like, like I said, I'm super into podcasts. So, um, I work, um, in my line of work, I drive a lot. So it's just, um, I've always, I've, I've always loved, um, using that time to like listen to audiobooks and, um, podcasts. And, um, for whatever reason I was listening to the Aubrey Mar- Marcus podcast and he, um, I know you guys interviewed Whitney mm-hmm. Miller yeah. and, um, she, they, they were, you know, it was like when they were, it was around that time when you interviewed her, um, you know, where they were like super public about their poly, mm-hmm. uh, relationship and they were just like, putting it out there and like and it was like during those podcasts where they were just you know sharing their story um so i just at that time like when casey came up to me it was like right around that time and i just happened to be listening to those podcasts and listening to sex at dawn like for whatever reason like in that same week when i started listening to these things she came up to me and said uh, I'm kind of crushing on this guy at work. And I was like, Oh wow, that's so interesting because I'm listening to all these things about like open relationships. And so it just kind of fell into place at the right time. So I was like super receptive to it. Yeah. And I mean, it, that could have gone really bad. <laughs> really you know, for completely <laughs> regular monogamous, yeah. like, you know, typical, just kind of indoctrinated into like this, you know, what everybody else is, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the typical poly story, like that, this is like the default way of thinking. They just, you know, so we, that's, we fell into that and we just listening to those things. Like I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds super interesting. And yeah, that makes way more sense, you know, but (laughs) of course, you know, so, so he, so he was receptive. We started a conversation and, and, um, but I, I didn't, I didn't have the research that he had done. So I, I hadn't listened to podcasts. I hadn't read books. I literally was just so attracted to this man that when, um, Marcus gave the, okay, slowly, he said, okay, I think, you know, I'm okay with you going on a date with him. Uh, the NRE, just the new relationship energy just flew out the window and I took it and ran. And I mean, I think that's, yeah, so we went from, like, states. not even thinking that was a possibility to, like, full-on poly in, like, a week. A week. You know. <laughs> it was that and fast? Oh, it was It, it was, was, like, fast. just green light, okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, well, the, the guy, I mean, he was very weirded out by it and, and didn't understand it. And so that's another... You know, you hear poly people talking about don't bring a monogamous person. And I mean, that's exactly what I did. And so he he was very like hesitant, but yet attracted to me. So he wanted to do it too. And um, and I didn't know what I was doing, and he didn't know what he was doing. And so yeah, I mean, we it was fast. It was like within a week I was on my first date with him. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> So I just, I want to, I'm curious, like Marcus, just because you're listening to Sex at Dawn and the Aubrey Marcus podcast on, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're just open to the idea, but it sounds like you were. And I just, I think that's really interesting because like you could listen to those books and be like, ah, hell no, like that, that's never going to happen. But it sounds like there was something in you that was like a little bit on board with it at the same time. 
Um, I've always just been super open-minded. Like I, I always want to be growing and learning. And um, because that book was kind of scientific and was going more into like evolution. And so it was like easier to swallow. Like, yeah, we've evolved in tribes, you know, and, and like in most tribal or like in a lot of the tribal societies, that was like way more common. So I don't know, just the way it was laid out. Um, it was laid out in a way that like, I don't know, I was pretty receptive to, but yeah, I've just always been like open-minded and I try not to like cement myself to one way of thinking. So I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I, yeah. And I don't know, I guess. But that yeah. came later because you grew up strict. Yeah, I was, I grew up Catholic, you know, um, and just with all the, you know, guilt and all that stuff, but like, I've always questioned, I've always just questioned even like the religious part of it. Like I consider myself agnostic now. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Just, sorry. I've no, kind of lost okay. my train of thought. <laughs> no, but I think, I think it's, it's amazing, but also like the leap from like, I listen to these books and I'm open-minded to like a week later, like. Sure, Casey, go ahead on a date with this guy you have a huge crush on with at work. Like, that's a huge leap. Yeah. Right. And then there was, like, another layer that we didn't really uh, talk about. But um, so we'd been trying to have a baby for, like, a really long time. And um, we just chose to – we were – just in that place in our lives. So then we just chose to move forward with adoption because um, conceiving naturally wasn't working out. So we're just like, well, I've always wanted to adopt. So um, let's go that route. And then we'll see, you know, about conceiving later, later. So um, right around that time, um, we, we, we were getting ready to go. Like our son was getting ready to be born. So, like, this all happened at the kind of same time. Um, so, it's a busy time. That's a lot. There's a, there's lot, a, of lot, emo- of a lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. So, it's, yeah, all that, like, preparing to. I, w- I would say it was less ab- about that than it was that we went through a really terrible loss, like, a couple months before that in our uh, journey to becoming mm-hmm. parents. And so I think when I met the guy at work, it uh, made me feel alive again because that loss was so devastating. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of it was it just, I think that's why I dove so quick into it was to not think about uh, everything else that had happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's, that's so hard. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing the context because it kind of paints this picture of why you kind of jumped head first into this because it was it was an outlet in a way. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a little harder for me to understand. I mean, I, I the loss was big, and um, yeah, we were kind of grieving that, but then like also the adoption was coming and. Um, I, my mind was just going towards that and trying to like focus on that. And so I didn't catch that like deep into NRE cause she just do- dove like deep into it. And so then like a little bit later, it caught me off guard where she's, I'm home 
you know, um, with a newborn, like getting up in the middle of the night and her wanting to go out, you know, and, and, uh, and that caught me off guard, which I guess if I would have been a little more in tune, I would have kind of seen it coming just noticing that how deep she was in an RE. And I didn't notice until like, Oh my God, we got a newborn and I'm having to stay home and, and, you know, be there like most of the time, like, yes, but <laughs> this the, isn't making me look very good, but I, I, um, this is so complicated. So I, yeah, it, it was a interesting time to start this journey. And, um, I, I mean, looking back, I can't believe how, how it got started or how it went down that way. But, um, yeah, there is a lot of regret to, 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 I, I was just so numbing myself at that time. And, and just, he had given me that opportunity to, to do it. And I, and I did it and there was a lot of, uh, irresponsibility to it. And, um, those were, we didn't create boundaries. We didn't, that's a huge part. I mean, you, you open up your marriage, you have to have to have boundaries and we didn't have any, and I wasn't putting any, I, I, I went so fast into it that I couldn't even see any, anything else. And, um, obviously I was very in, I mean, I was, part of my son. I mean, I am a part of my son's life and I, um, but I also, there was a lot of emotions. I, with, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't think anybody, Casey, I don't think anybody's here thinking you're a terrible mom. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're fine. I I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's just all these things, right. When you don't set boundaries, um, like, then it leaves all this room for like uh, mistakes to be made, you know? So, so, um, it, and we like just jumped in with, do it with like very little research. So, um, we, we kind of didn't know, we kind of didn't know like what we would be okay with. And, and, um, you know, I've always like my personality, I've always, um, I always choose the hardest possible way to do something. And then that's the way I want to do it. Whatever it is, if it's like carving a pumpkin or a, a marriage, you, you know, it's like the hardest way is the way I want to do it. So, um, you know, because all this kind of made sense to me and I, and I was like, okay. And what usually my personality also, if like I commit, then I'm like full bore. I'm very like on or off. There's no like kind of in between. So I was like, well, we're on and this is happening. So, um, we're doing this and like, I need to do all the things I need to, to like, keep this, keep this thing going and like work on the marriage while still dealing with all these like new feelings. And, um, yeah, like I was just, he was dealing with it and I was not dealing with my feelings about, I think still the loss. And then, um, all of a sudden overnight becoming a mother and then having this, you know, other person in my, like, there was just so much, I mean, um, we did end up having to, to do some therapy over it because, or I, I, I started therapy on my own because I, I felt like 
um, I needed to, in order to continue with an open marriage, I needed to deal with that, you know, the, the stuff from the past. So, um, yeah. 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 And I, I just want to say, sorry, Emma, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just like, thank you for the vulnerability on that. And I don't, I would hope that there's nobody out there thinking you're a horrible mother who's not a part of your, your kid's life. Like these are all things that you've, first of all, you've never adopted a kid. You've never been a mom and you've never opened your marriage. And so you're at the same time trying to do a whole lot of really huge life changing things. And that's, uh, each one of those by themselves is nearly impossible. And if you stack them all, you have a huge mountain to, to climb. And I just want to offer one other thing is like, we, we've had our guests come on the show t- twice now, Chloe and Drew. I want to say something like episode 86 and somewhere in like the one twenty. We'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. But they're, they got into non-monogamy after losing, they lost a child and like, she struggled with some infidelity and cheating on drew and there was a lot of things happening. And so like same with, um, Felice and bill, she lost her dad and cheated on bill. And like, we've heard this type of thing. And so the fact that you two were able to like navigate this together and it wasn't perfect and you're still together. Like, I think that's, that's a success. Right. And I think it's like from listening to both of you, it sounds like part of it too is, is somewhat your personality is like Marcus, you were saying, like you want to go into things and just go hardcore and like, just do it. Like I'm going to choose the hardest way to do it. And it's going to just be that. And, but then like, you're also emotionally, you know, you just dealt with this loss and then, um, you're trying to adopt a child, which is a huge undertaking in itself. And like, I, there's no, there's no blame for how that time was handled. The fact is that it happened and, and you can look back and like, you saw, you know, Casey, you said you got some help for therapy. Like I need to deal with some of this stuff. And the fact that you got there and we're willing to do that is huge too. So um, thank you again, like just for sharing that journey because it's, it's real, it's real life. And that is, um, <laughs> it's important that, that like those stories get told too. So um, because it's not uh, the point of, this whole, our whole show is to hopefully show that like it's all real life. It's not the sugar coated version. Right. And people end up in these, (laughs) in the situations, um, so differently, you know? And so, um, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, cause yeah, we won't, we, we, it is a big part of the story and, um, so we, so we have, uh, continued, you know, we're three years in. So we, uh, so that part we passed and then you went on, um, a couple dates. Yeah. It's been kind of hard for me. I mean, just because like, you know, going through all that and then essentially as soon as we kind of like saw the light at the end of the tunnel coming out of like the NRE and stuff, like the pandemic happened. So then we're just at home, you know? So it's like, I was like starting to try to build a community. Cause I did feel very alone. You know, I, I did try to like focus while she was deep in the NRE. I did try to focus a lot on her son. And so like all my time and energy was kind of spent on that. And so like, I didn't really, I'd get on the apps, but you know, the apps are just terrible and um, it's so hard to connect. And then like, yeah, just, 
I couldn't really be consistent talking to people just because, you know, with, there was a, a kid that needed a lot of my attention. And like, so then after the pandemic, um, I'm starting to like build community again and starting to talk to people. And um, yeah, it's like for whatever reason, maybe because of like coming out of the pandemic, people are like starved to connect. It's been a lot, people have been a lot more receptive and seems like real, you know? So, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, there's like no, well, we well we started going to meetup groups right before the pandemic, and that that helped. Yeah, Marcus had gone to more because um, obviously when you have a child, one has to stay home, and the other. So, um, so um, and of course, I encouraged that because I wanted him to have experience. I, you know, there is a there is truth to if your partner's not having fun or experiencing what you're experiencing, it really isn't that fun or it causes more issues in the open. So, um, to encourage your part, to get to a place where you can encourage your partner to get out there and to meet people. And, um, it is good. And so he was going to meetups and then we went to one together and met some really nice people. And that was like, I think two weeks before mm-hmm. shut down. And so, yeah, he was just starting to, to, to meet people in person and, um, and the uh, pandemic happened. So, um, so yeah. So I'm curious though, like when you had the conversation, Casey, when you told him, like, I imagine your thought wasn't like, I'm going to tell him I have a crush at work and hopefully we move to an open marriage. So, so in a week you've told him, he said, yeah, that's cool. Let's try it. And now also you're facing him wanting to possibly see other people. That wasn't really part of your initial thought process when, when you had had this crush. I am, I'm imagining that wasn't part of what you considered. (laughs) No, I was um, really scared because I remember he, yeah. So he said, okay. And then um, I remember he created an Instagram account. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, <laughs> something. What? Like, and there was like, he had taken a photo with his shirt off. And I remember seeing it and just freaking out, going, What is happening? What are we doing? And I was scared and jealous and just, and it was just an Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, I've heard of FaceTimes. Like, maybe I can like DM people. What, how, how do you do this thing? You know, I was just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. And, uh, and I think that was our first like fight because my reaction was just so not. And you've always, you've always been a lot more of a jealous person. Like yeah. I've never really had yeah. that. Yeah. I've never been super jealous. Um, but yeah, you've, you've been, I was surprised that you, you gave the go ahead because of how jealous before in our monogamous right. part of our marriage, you were very jealous. And I remember you getting like super angry, like randomly, me looking over when we're driving at a girl or something and just like you getting super angry about it, you know? Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't remember that, but it could have happened. (laughs) 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 I I can't say either way. 
I think that stems a lot from, I mean, there's so much work you have to do or and not you have to, but there's so much work I've tried to do on myself to, to, because I do think some of these behaviors stem from, um, how we grew up and, and the dynamic in our family and how much love were you shown? And I mean, I think there's just so much. Yeah. There's so much that like that. Yeah. I always didn't feel like enough growing up. So then like that feeling of if he's looking at somebody else just kind of triggers that, am I not enough for you? And would come out, you know, in obvious jealous ways. But, um, yeah, I, I, I remember that, that first experience. And then he ended up, um, a couple months later going, um, on his first date. And I think I was calling his phone by like 11 PM trying to see when he was, or texting. I didn't call. But he was, he later said, I was in the middle of a makeout session and you're calling my, or you're texting my phone and and the poor woman and he's checking his phone and here's, you know, his wife, like, when are you coming (laughs) And they never went out again. I feel really bad, but, um, that was the long night and I definitely, have feeling. Yeah. I had strong. Yes. It brings up such anxiety. Your my stomach like was just, I was sick to my stomach. Um, anxiety about him being with somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so yeah. much growth that needs to go on. Like, I mean, and we were recently talking cause like, I love that term open because it's like, it's, it's an open conversation about whatever. And we're just like, well, what if we did close it up, you know, and became monogamous again? So we're just constantly having these conversations, but like, I think I consider myself poly now because I learned so much from it and I'm still learning so, so much from it that it's just so beneficial. And even if we decide to not see other people, like, I think I'm always going to consider myself poly because I want to, always be able to have the conversation and and yeah there's just a lot to be like there's so much growing to do there there's so much like checking your ego and why are you getting angry and why are you getting jealous and like you know yeah and then you can like dive into that um and grow so much from that and then there's also a lot of like um mindfulness you know like um sitting in like emotions and, and, um, processing them and, and like not even having to do anything, but just like sit in them is like really beneficial. Right. But, but to, to that first date, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, absolutely. I thought about stopping it after that. Cause I thought, can I, can I handle this? You know, can I handle because it had just been on my end up into that point. So then when he got a date, it, yeah, it hit me like, okay. Like, and I can't say no. And I, I don't want to say no, but I want to say no. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, so, but, uh, I, and then he went out on a couple, uh, more dates and same thing, anxious, nervous. I mean, same feeling every time. I think finally after, this much time of three years of doing it, I've gotten to a place where I still, yeah, I get nervous, but I'm more excited for him. So I've, I've 
I have grown in that sense of, um, and, and to be honest, it's, I use it as a turn on a little bit. So when he comes home and he lets me ask questions, if I want to know something, but, um, there is a little bit of a, of a, a turn was, on for me if he's out with somebody else now, which is a total flip of <laughs> what I thought before. So that was one little, one little kind of rule that we did put like, um, I always want, like, sometimes I'm not ready to hear something. So like from the beginning, I'm like, if I want to know something, I'll ask it. Otherwise, please don't share because I might not be ready to hear, like you're free to kind of do what you want, but, um, I'm, I might not be ready to hear it. So wait for me to ask. So then that, that was kind of a boundary that was established early. And then I think she kind of adopted that where like, I'll kind of wait for her to ask. And then that, that, that seems to help. No, no, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think what I was curious about was uh, on your end, Casey, how did you go from super jealous to, making it a bit of a turn on like that's a that's a big journey in and of itself yeah I finally started reading books um and listening to podcasts I also think I just became I I I don't how did I, I I don't know I mean I think I just became more comfortable and more secure with with the marriage to, to let myself be happy for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think just educating myself from the very beginning, how bad it was. And, um, and also I've met, um, (laughs) some people on the apps who are a little kinky and I think that opened my mind to, um, the kinky part of being open and being sexual with other people. And then it kind of changed my mind on, um, Oh, this could be used as a turn on. So, but I still, I still am very in control of that. And I, I only ask when I'm, I can handle it and, and when I'm ready for it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a constantly evolving thing. I mean, um, but I want to know everything. Like I am so different that I want to know everything. Tell me, everything. Like I just, I have a hard time. Like, I mean, he, yeah, I'm not, I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> you went out, you have fun. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Like, like how did it happen? What happened first? Um, oh gosh. Like Casey, yeah, I but- can relate to you. I'm that same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I just have to know. I just, I just have to know. <laughs> yeah for me like i don't know that about like evolving and stuff like for whatever reason when we got into it i was like i i, I didn't like the term swingers and i was like ooh, those are those people that just like do it with everybody you know and i was like oh like we're not that like we're poly and i understand like loving other people but like you know sex like that's like uh, that, that that seemed like dirtier to me or something um but like just like being in it now and like that seems way more attractive now like that swingers lifestyle of just like why not why not um like sex is fun why not have it with more of multiple people and just have it be this fun thing not this like it doesn't always have to mean that much or you know what i mean so like it's just evolving in like your 
perspective on things. And like, I've always, I know the term vanilla is not very like, I don't know. I, 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 some people don't like, I, I consider, your, I consider myself, I consider vanilla. myself vanilla. So I can say vanilla. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you right now. He's not vanilla. <laughs> um, but, Oh God, I forgot I was going with this. I'm sorry. Um, well, maybe really quick, like not to interrupt you, but like what, what does your dynamic sort of look like today? Because yeah, I was going to, I was going to comment on the the point that like, you didn't just jump into this, like, well, yeah, maybe just go and fool around with the guy from work. You're like, no, no, go for the relationship, like right out of the gate. And that's a, that's a totally different ball of wax. So like maybe what does it, how has it evolved up until now? And I still have some questions about the guy from work, but I'll, I will refrain oh. <laughs> at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so now, uh, we are both not, um, well, we're both not consistently seeing other, we're, we're on the apps. Um, and I recently, unfortunately just got really hurt, um, by somebody that I thought we had a really good connection and, um, and at the time that I met him, um, not to do a spoiler alert, but the, <laughs> the guy from work and I were breaking up. And, um, so there was a lot of emotion there for me, but I was meeting this really awesome, uh, poly guy at the same time. And so, uh, he was going to come see me and wasn't able to the day his, um, there was a issue with his transportation. So he, he didn't end up coming. And I just, the, the emotional reaction I had was really unexpected. And I think it had a lot to do with the emotions I was dealing with, with the breakup and then really wanting to see this person. So my reaction, um, scared him and he thought it was just, I was like, cause we went kind of fast into it with, I just go fast <laughs> because this person that I went really fast. Um, he, we hadn't met in person yet, but we talked every day. And I mean, it was, it was a good vibe. Uh, Marcus had, um, also had, um, uh, video video. and it, it was just seemed really, uh, healthy and just, we were all on the same page anyway. So that, uh, my reaction to that, him not coming that day, uh, scared him off and, and it's still a confusing relationship that, that he, he wanted to slow things down. And I, I, the rejection part of, um, Polly is something, or just, it's something I really struggle with. I have a really hard time with, you know, just the ghosting or the not, you know, back to like me not feeling enough. And so you could stay, you know, I could be in a monogamous marriage and not have that or as much, you know, obviously have the security, but I'm putting myself out there to date all these other people and, and it's hard for me. It's hard when, when a rejection comes up, um, you have trouble letting go. I have trouble letting go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, oddly enough, he, he out of like out of the blue text today before, and I'm like, and I'm telling Marcus, what does he want? Like, 
I was just getting over him. And so it's just a constant ball of emotions. Um, <laughs> and then um, our dynamic. So then we, so we just been meeting people. Yeah. Right now we're just in the stage of like in, meeting yeah. people, but are open to more casual hookups. Yeah. Um, still open to like poly relationships. Yeah. If they come like I, I'm, I like connecting with people. So to me, that sounds more attractive, but like hookups sound fun too, you know? So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. We just had a fun night last weekend. We had a male guest over and that was fun. Our first time. Our first time. So, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, we're doing, I, I feel like right now it's just more casual. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that might like, that there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's what works for right now. So enjoy that process. Um, and I guess I know you said you had some questions about work guy. No, that's mainly my one is like, are you still together? And it sounds like no. So, yeah. So we went through like a, a bit of a breakup, but to be honest, I have trouble letting go. We still talk every day. Yeah. And that's, that's like for me, like, I've always felt like, oh, maybe he's he's still doesn't consider himself open or poly, mm-hmm. and I, and I and like just little things. I'm like, gosh, like <laughs> you've had like they've had a couple breakups, and I'm like, Marcus does he does not he's he he doesn't like him, and that's a big that's also a big issue, you know, with opening your marriage, and if your partner doesn't like the person you with, that's, that's a, that's, I, I going forward, I told him, I was like, I don't want that, that it, it made things just so he, you know, like I would want him to, to be able to come over or, you know, just, I guess I had this fantasy, like this fantasy world of like open and like poly and having these other people really integrate into our lives. And when it came about that he ended up not liking him for valid reasons, um, it, it just, I think that added another layer to it, not working out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd feel so guilty going out with him, uh, you know, and leaving the house and going out with him, knowing that Marcus was didn't like him. So, um, we still talk. We're more friends now than anything. And he, um, will, he's no longer, we don't work together anymore, which, which is good. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take, take that piece out of it too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't want to ever get, I, I learned so much from that whole situation and I, I never ever want to get back into something like that. Now I'm very open with the people I meet. I am open. I'm poly. This is how it is. There's going to be other people like meet my, um, husband and yeah, I, 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 I mean, I could see us doing like a kitchen table situation, but like I'm big on trust and like, if I don't trust, it's it's not even that I don't like him. It's just that I don't trust him. Like there was trust that was broken on both sides on, on Casey's side and, and on, on, um, his side. So, um, once you break my trust, it's very hard for you to get it back. And, and, um, so then I'm going to treat you accordingly. Yeah, that are, I mean, kind of going, sorry to go backwards, but yeah, there was huge trust issues. I mean, and that, that was completely my fault because, um, the guy and I stopped, uh, using condoms and, um, 
and I didn't tell Marcus. So, and I, and I still don't have really a, <laughs> a good enough. Re- I mean, there's no good enough reason, but, um, yeah, that almost broke up, broke up the marriage. Bro. Yeah. That was big. Like, like one of my main things is like, be honest, you know, like I can handle just about everything else, but like, if you lie to me, that's huge. And like, I didn't know if I could be with someone that I couldn't trust, you know, and, and that was really hard. That really tested our marriage. Yeah. Um, because it's like, you're, you're in the moment and I made, you know, that decision in the moment, not, not to use, use it. And then, so it's like, you have this poly mindset, but not doing the work of like having to tell your partner everything. So it's like, yeah, I'm having the fun part, but I wasn't doing the the hard part of it. And right. so when it came out that we weren't, I mean, it was, a, it was a big, it's a big deal. So, um, and then him too, like he was, well, we, Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, he, he, well, we'll, they will be vague. He, he was also, he lied about seeing another person and didn't tell me. So, so, so yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> so there's like, lots of, there's been trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> there's been trust issues. <laughs> we'll just wrap it up to that. Yeah. We don't need to go into detail, but there's been trust issues. and Right. So as long as like the trust is there, I'm absolutely up for like, a kitchen table poly situation, but like, I want to be able to trust them, you know? And like, well, and now go, I mean, going forward now, I'm very with Marcus. It's like, this is who I'm talking to. This is what we're saying. Or, you know, like I I'm overly now. I'm just like, I want to tell them everything who texted, you know, like just because of all the mistakes I made and, and everything in the past, I just don't want to, you know, I just want to, um, have him trust me again. And so, and be a part of it. And and I want to feel more unified in, in doing this. And so I just, now I'm just tell him everything is, even if it's a hard thing to say, I, I just do it now. Yeah. yeah. I was, that actually leads into a question I had is, uh, how have you seen each other grow over the last three years? And I sound, I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but that was a perfect example. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, God. I mean, for me, it's, like, been mostly the, like, um, checking my ego and, like, being and doing the mindfulness thing where, um, like. um, Are you asking how we see each other? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I. Both. How about both? (laughs) Yeah, no, so so for, for me, I'm just way more mindful. Like, when I'm with my son, I appreciate being with him so much more, and I try to, like, be there in that moment way more just because, like, um, yeah, I when I go out, then, like, I'm not with him, so that just makes me want to be there in the moment with him when I am there with him. Um, <sighs> that was kind of confusing. <laughs> I think like seeing like how you the example of being more mindful mindful about just and intentional about your time. That's a yeah, perfect example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, 
so with Casey, like one of the things I've always really admired about her is her strength. Like she deals with like anxiety and she deals with like some depression and just her like dealing with all these emotions and being able to get through them and work on them and grow. Um, and how, in whatever capacity, little steps that then lead to bigger steps. Um, but just constantly seeing her strength and, and getting through like all these, um, situations and, um, just evolving and, and, and like, um, you know, working through the jealousy things and, Thank you. Yeah, I just even when this last situation happened that had me really emotional, I just I had to take a step back and say, okay, back back to the books, back to, you know, start doing yoga. Like I realized like center yourself, like, you know, surround yourself by by um just positiveness because I, I will get sucked into that rejection and just focus on it instead of the, the good. And, um, so I, you know, the, the therapy that we did couples therapy, the, the growth from just that, just being able to talk to a therapist and and talk things out and, um, really helped with the growth as well. So, yeah, I, I just, I have to go back into like, I, you know, this morning, um, I made a effort to just spend time with our son. Just like I put my phone down. I was like, I just want to watch him. I want to see him talk. I want to, you know, like interact with him and just making a conscious effort to, to, uh, get positive reinforcement in other places. So I'm not always seeking it from, from humans <laughs> or like, you know, significant, uh, not just humans, but relationships, any human, yeah, dogs, humans. I don't know anybody that will love me, but no, <laughs> but, but yes, you're right. Relationships is what I mean from significant mm-hmm. others, from people that I'm, I'm talking to and, um, or who I have an interest in. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. yeah. So just trying to get away from that mindset and, focus on the people that do love me mm-hmm. you could get a cat that would really test it they don't I give a never, shit about anybody i will never <laughs> ever again <laughs> my couch is still scratched up <laughs> and they don't make you feel special that's for good <laughs> some cats do but not many <laughs> that's funny. no i i appreciate you sharing all of that that's hard and i i wanted to just maybe like before we move on i'm not going to push anymore on the the the, the first boyfriend thing I, I was really just curious about if you were still together but the thing i wanted to say was like all of the things that you've dubbed as mistakes and yeah there's mistakes there's trust broken but like the way that you two approach that is right like how do we do it better in the future right it's not like casey you're sitting there like well, yeah, he should be at home taking care of our son while I'm out on a date. Like you, like, does that happen? Yes. But like, you also recognize that like, there's a balance. And I think that's stuff that we don't know until we're in it and we're experiencing it. And then you're done with it. And then you're reflecting, you're like, oh boy, that was not the right way to do whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to retroactively look at that and then move forward is, is hard, especially if there's trust broken along the way, mm-hmm. like that adds a new layer of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. th- thank you for sharing everything you guys have so far. It's been awesome and, and really I wanted, powerful. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, and we, I, oh. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying we've always had great communication. I think that like was kind of what also led us to another big part of us going to Poly is like we've always talked about everything and we felt like we could have like open communication throughout no matter what. So, yeah, just being able to like bring things up and and talk through them and sort of both of us together come to like some sort of conclusion or um, like a path forward is huge. Um, But I think that's where some of the confusion came was that I, I was surprised at how scared I was to tell him. Um, So we always had good communication, but when it came to opening up the marriage, it's like, I almost was so scared to, to tell him Mm -hmm. things because I didn't want to hurt him. And it just felt so awkward and so it really um, surprised me at how much that I I was I started not communicating, which led to you know. And to be fair, it was like a pretty one sided for that long yeah. period of time. Yeah. And so, like I would like I can take so much, and then like my way of kind of protecting myself is to kind of distance myself. And I feel like she would notice that, and and feel that like me, like me distancing myself. And then that's like a little small form of rejection, which she doesn't like. So maybe that like also kind of prompted her to maybe not be so forthright, you know? And it was like this like thing that we were, it was kind of snowballing and we weren't catching then, but like, I feel like we've kind of corrected now. But to, to just to comment, um, on what Finn just said, but, um, so, yeah. So now we, we plan, um, our dates when it's best for, for the family. So like later in the evening when our son's in bed, or, um, if, if there's a day date, maybe, um, during the week, take a day off from work. Cause, um, our, our son is in school. And so it, there's no time taken away from him. So you're right. We did really adjust, um, to, to making sure we are spending ample time with him. And then the dates happen, um, you know, after he goes to bed or, you know, so we're not taking away time from him. So that, that is something we've, we've adjusted during, during the journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for clarifying that too. And I also wanted to give you the chance. I know I had asked kind of a convoluted question of like, how have you seen each other grow and both, answered that, but, um, I wanted to follow up too and see Casey and give you opportunity. If you have anything that you would like to share about how you've seen Marcus grow. Um, cause I think that I just wanted to make sure to, to give you that opportunity as well. Sure. So with Marcus, he, <laughs> he is constantly growing. And so <laughs> I'm constantly watching him grow, but I think from, um, I, I am in, I, I admire him because he is always listening to a podcast or always reading a book. Like he is always keeping his mind open and learning and, and then bringing those tools to, to our relationship. And so he's, um, I couldn't have asked for a, a, a better partner. I mean, he, he, I really, 
tested him a lot in the beginning. And so his strength, um, is just amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm so lucky. And so, um, yeah, he, it's hard to say cause he's just continually growing to be honest. Like, and so, and now he, I see more confidence in him. I see him putting himself out there, which I know is extremely hard for him. He, he didn't date much growing up. So for him to be talking on the apps and talking to women and putting himself out there, I know how hard that is for him. So I'm super proud of him. So that's growth right there because he's always found himself to be socially awkward. (laughs) Um, And so like, I, I just admire the courage that he has and he also is dyslexic. And so for him to be writing, you know, all dating is all text. And, yeah. and, yeah. and so yeah. it's like, he, you know, it's like, I, that's even a challenge for him, but I know he's wonderful and, and smart and intelligent, you know, but to put yourself out there to other people to, to, you know, I yeah. just, I'm very proud of him in that growth sense, because I just, I just know how difficult that is for him. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's held my confidence immensely just because it, in like our relationship and the fact that like it was so one-sided and I'm like, no, I'm still good enough. Like I know I'm still doing all the right things and, mm-hmm. and to just know that even though she's like super in, in NRE and like all about this other relationship in the moment, but to still have the confidence to be like, no, like I'm still great. Um, that really helped my confidence and, and, and yeah, to put myself out there. Cause it is. And you can see a difference between when he started and not getting many, um, dates or, you know, women to now, and he does. And so I think just in that self, it shows growth. Obviously he's doing something with more confidence now and it shows cause he's, he's connecting with more, uh, women. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. It was just, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I agree completely. I'm over here nodding and nobody can see it. I know. We always nod. <laughs> like a no bobblehead doll over here. <laughs> um, one question we often ask, because I'm curious too, is how open in your life with your friends and family are you about your poly and non-monogamous journey? Not very yeah. Um, there's like a select number of friends, friends that like both on her side and on my side. know, And that's about it. And yeah. that's been really hard and kind of, um, um, isolating in itself. And that's why, like, I was also trying to build community is that you would have people that you can talk to about all these mm-hmm. things. You know, it felt very lonely to just kind of sit in it and not have anybody to talk to about it. Um, I just feared disappointment. I mean, obviously like a big part of me wants to tell our family and just have it out there. I do feel like it's a weight a little bit on our shoulders. Um, but I'm scared. We've just recently been talking about trying to start telling people. (laughs) Um, but this is a conversation we're kind of having right now because, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I feel like we're still fairly new where it's still like, we need to build a little more confidence there and to say, this is what, this we're is doing. what we're doing, like, like it or not, you know, 
I don't know. Does everybody need to know everyone's <laughs> right? And yeah, I don't think we should just like announce it to the world. But definitely, yeah. just start being more don't, open with. Yeah, don't go on a podcast and talk about it. <laughs> I highly, highly advise against that. Well, and if that's how it comes out, that's how it comes yeah, out. Yeah, and we did talk about that. You know, like I know Marcus did say that he was like, yeah. but I mean. At at the end of the day, we are, we are doing this. So it's, if, if somebody found out or questioned us or called us on it, um, we you know, would we be just honest. Say, yeah, yeah. We just say, yes, this is what we're doing. Um, a, a coworker of mine found out because that guy, um, didn't see that she was still at the office and came by and decided to, um, you know, show affection towards me. And then when he walked away, he was like, well, that was weird. And I go, well, my coworker was right there. (laughs) So, um, I ended up having to tell her and Mm -hmm. she was really, she was really cool about it. She was like, oh yeah, yeah. So I, you know, we worry so much and then it ends up coming out and people could care less. But, um, I think family might be a different, different story because they're more invested in us and, you know, as a couple and that might scare them. I think that might scare them to know we're, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Makes sense. I mean, people that are, (laughs) that are closest to you tends to be the people that have the most concerns (laughs) or worries. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want them to worry about our marriage. I don't want them to worry that something's, I mean, something could happen to our marriage if we were monogamous too. I mean, that doesn't being non-monogamous doesn't mean we're exempt or, you know, exempt either way, monogamous, non from getting divorced. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. That's an important clarification that that can happen (laughs) in any relationship. Yeah. 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 Sort of back to you, Casey saying that like, and actually both of you, like when you do this, you are intense. It's sort of like a all or I don't want to say all or nothing, but you said like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And Casey, you said like, I get really intense and I have a hard time letting go. How does that mindset jive with casual hookups? Like, does that make that harder to where you tend to be drawn towards like a relationship you, or, or have you been able to like draw that line between them? No, I'm still having a hard time with that. So, you know, I'll meet someone, we'll talk, I'm a texter, we'll t- you know, and I mean, the guys are, are doing the same, you know, they're texting back. It's not just me <laughs> one-sided, but, um, like this last, um, person that we had over, we were texting every day and then he came over, we had a great night. And then, um, you know, the texting slowed down, um, we still text, but it slowed down. It's almost like you, you ramp up, right. And you're texting and you're filling each other out and you're getting to, and then, um, you know, we've already talked about seeing each other again, but I do, I have a hard time because I'm like, well, why do we're we texting? Not, but then part of me is like, I don't have time for that. It, it's really confusing for me. Cause I, it's like, I want that attention and I want that, you know, fun feeling of talking to somebody, but also, you know, I have a life. And so, and I, so I do, I, I have a hard time still with the, the balance of casual and what that means and what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. Cause I want to be myself. I don't want to play the texting game, 
but I also understand it's casual. <laughs> my heart says one thing and my, my mind says another. I'm like, okay, it's casual. And my heart's like, but talk to me, you know? <laughs> so, I, so yeah, I, I'm still struggling with, with the, the casual. And we hadn't talked about, we haven't really <laughs> talked about this, but I was kind of wondering the same thing. I kind of had that question <laughs> that I was going to bring up in our casual. <laughs> it was like, how, how is this going to work? Because you don't like to let go of people. So <laughs> hookups, you have to let go. <laughs> yeah. Like finding that balance of you, like if it's, it's hard to let go and you, you want like that emotional, um, uh, reinforcement and like attention that you get, it can be like a drug in a lot of ways. Like it can be hard to let go or hard to like in your, like remind yourself, Oh, this is casual. This is casual. This is casual, but Hey, this feels really good. I want more of this. (laughs) And finding that balance can be, can be hard. I I think there's a, like with the, you know, with my background of anxiety and, and having issues with, you know, depression, but also like I went through a stage where I, I had OCD and OCD, like you hear about it, you know, where you're checking doors and stuff. So there is a compulsive part of me that has to really rate. I don't have it now. I got through that luckily, um, fortunately, um, through therapy, but I think there is a part of me that like, if I get my mindset on something like, then it's hard for me to like, um, what am I trying to say? Like break that pattern, break that pattern, like, like that focus. So it's like, okay, now I'm talking to somebody and I almost think it, it kind of ties into that compulsive behavior in a sense of like, um, just, <sighs> When the apps are like geared for that, right? For that, like, oh, someone else liked me, and and you know, like, just getting that that, that little, little high. Of- yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like they do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now that I say it about the compulsion, maybe that's not even a. But I get it. I, I mean, like when you're texting with someone good, and, and and they send a message might, and you're just we like, might oh. take that part out because I don't even know if that made sense. But no, just, it made per- it, it made perfect sense to somebody who struggles with the same thing. Who struggles oh. with the exact same thing? Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I'm like, did that make sense? It made sense to me, but I putting it out there. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just have felt that in a sense of when I, when I start talking to somebody, it's like that, that person almost becomes just, you know, a focus. And, and I do, you know, see the text come up on my phone and yeah, it excites me. And so then if it's like building and then it just drops, I'm like, what, where's my focus now? Like what is happening? And then all those, um, fears of, like I have to keep my mind busy. I think that's part of the problem. I have to keep my mind busy. And, and I, I, I think I can do casual if I could learn how to not, if I can learn to sit in silence and not constantly need something going around me or happening. Like we just tore up our spare bedroom just because I was like, I need something to do. Let's redo this room. So I think, casual almost comes with just being able to just sit with your thoughts and not be constantly doing something. 
Well, yeah, yeah. growing in, in the self-control aspect, right? Because, like, I ha- I've always had, like, pretty good self-control. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll, I'll get that a little bit where I'm like, ooh, like, let's check to see if anybody liked me or whatever. And I'm like, oh, look at you wanting that little hit, you know, and, and like, it'll ramp up. And then I'll check myself and have it to, like, having to control myself and bring it back down and be like, no, like, don't check it, you know? Um, so, so... Yeah, that's another yeah, point ca- to Yeah, casual's grow. right up your alley. Oh, you're, yeah. you're super casual. You can he'll go a week. He'll be talking to someone go a week and not worry about it where I'm like, "You haven't talked to her in a week?" And he's like, <laughs> "That's just how it is." And I'm like, "How is that possible? Like we're so different. We're just so different in that sense. Like he'll have his phones in another room half the time. I mean, it's it's yeah, he can do casual just fine." <laughs> Isn't it so interesting how like different personalities handle handle that type of thing very differently? And yeah. and then when you're in a relationship with someone like like that is an opposite in a lot of ways, it's hard to like you're trying to understand and sympathize with the other person, but you're like, hang on, I handle it this way. There's just it's so it just gets into so many complexities in relationships in general. And when we're going to each other for advice, it's like, you yeah, know, like our advice is terrible for each other because we're so <laughs> like, we're complete opposites. We're complete and opposites. for us, it works. Cause we like fill in each yeah. other's weak point. But yeah, like for advice, <laughs> like today, when that guy texted, I haven't talked to him in a week. I told Marcus, I was like, what do I do? What do I say? And he's like, well, I could tell you how to play the game. Or I could tell you how you could just be yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. that was, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to interject my advice and it was exactly what, okay. what Marcus said, which is you just have to do you because otherwise he's, otherwise this other guy's basically talking to Marcus and he's not then interacting <laughs> with you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he just might as well. He might as well date Marcus because because I, I know he was going to tell me, "Well, wait a couple of days and text him." And I'm like, "But that's not like that's not what I want. Like that's you know. I mean, I almost want to write him and just say, "What are we? What are we doing? Like this is ridiculous." But you know, obviously, that's not the game. <laughs> but I don't. Mean, then don't play the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But yeah, we're just terrible at giving each other advice. Cause I mean, he, when the, when, um, the thing happened with, with the guy who texted today, he, when it first happened and I was like emotional and crying and he's like, well, he has to know you're not crazy. And I was like, that's the worst thing you can just say to me right now. He's like, he thinks you're crazy right now. So just back off a little bit. And I was like, because I was crying, <laughs> like what? And I told one of my poly friends and she was like, that was not helpful. Marcus. And I was like, I know. So yeah, yeah. we're not good at help. Like giving advice. I'm very literal. So I'm just like, this is what he's probably thinking. So like, if you want to fix right. it, I can probably tell you how to fix it, but. Yeah, when he when he had his you know last few dates with with um, the girl, um, like the first one, I I got her flowers from the farmers market, and so he brought her flowers, and um, and then you had told her they were mm-hmm. from me, and mm-hmm. she was she loved that, and then the and then the 
second date, I was like, oh, take my car because my car is a little better than his car. And so he took my car and cleaned it. And then, you know, they had a nice date. And then like, I, I try, I, like, I felt like I was trying to help him. And then I made her a video because she, she was a little hesitant to, to, yeah, she's not she was really... married. And so she made a comment, well, what if you're cheating? And so he had told me that. And so I just made a, a, a real quick video for her saying like, this is what we're doing. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, he, and so I'm trying to be a good wing woman, but <laughs> then he calls me crazy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't think you're crazy. I just was trying. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I was, I, I was thinking that I'm like, just teasing you. Yeah. Sorry for calling you no. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably was a little that night. <laughs> we all have our crazy moments, whatever that like. It's it's, it's called being human. <laughs> it's it's also called we've not ever really done this before, so we're just figuring it out as we go along. Yep, exactly. So I think I think we could probably talk for another hour. <laughs> easily yes. and so maybe we do a part two at some point because i think there's still like you two have shared a lot of super vulnerable things and like you said you know casey like well that didn't make any sense it made sense to somebody and i think what you what you two have gone through has resonated with probably a lot of different people and i hope we can continue that conversation um that's my personal thoughts on it yeah yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for sharing everything you did. And I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to share anything else that you would like as well. Um, I know like knowing that we might get a part two. Yeah, we could keep talking. But is there anything we don't want to just like cut you off and be like, well, you're done. You're out of here. No, I think we've said a lot <laughs> today. I think we're, I think we're okay. <laughs> We'll let yeah. everyone digest everything. <laughs> and 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 everyone can know that you'll be back on. Um, we'll yeah, call we that the that. second yeah. date because this yeah. was yeah. the first date. Yeah, that'll yeah. be the second if date. You, if you'll have us, I, you know I don't like rejections. So. <laughs> yeah. You guys are now intertwined in our lives forever. And ever. Let go, no. <laughs> Casey will never let you go. <laughs> well. <sighs> I guess we signed up for it. I guess so. Podcast host. <laughs> I guess so. so. Well, then with that, we can let you have a wonderful afternoon. Yes. And we will do it again soon. Yes. yes. Thank, Thank you guys. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And we're back. Thank you so, so much, Casey and Marcus, for being vulnerable and emotional with us and open with us. And we really loved our conversation and just are incredibly grateful for each one of you. Also, I'm going to take a moment here to brag about something. So Casey mentioned that she made a video for one of the partners that Marcus was going on a date with because the woman was a little nervous about it. You right. mean that she was there? Yeah. Right. Well, she made the video the to say like, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's all is good. Right. Right. So close super fans of this show will know that we actually sent this, uh, suggestion into Dan Savage via, I believe a tweet. I think so. A couple of years ago. So for people in don't ask, don't tell relationships who are like, how do you let your partner 
your new partner know that your old, your, your existing partner or your don't ask, don't tell partner is okay with this. And I was like, well, make a video that you can play for them. And I thought it was a great idea. Dan thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And how Casey thought it was a good idea. We're going to have to go find that episode of Savage Love Cast that we were on. Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> Nobody can prove this didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Enough bragging. Uh, you're welcome, everybody, for that insightful information. And thank you, uh, Casey and Marcus, again, as Emma said. Yeah. Before we let you go, we do want to do a quick shout out for stdcheck.com. As you're getting out there and meeting new people, or actually any people, not just new people, as you're meeting people and getting to know people and spending time with people, we highly encourage you. <laughs> go ahead and interrupt me. Well, I mean, spending time means having sex. <laughs> oh, sure. I, yep, yep, yep. I'm... As you're hooking up with people, <laughs> it is a great idea to get tested for STIs. Emma, how do we get tested for STIs? I am nailing this. <laughs> you're crushing it. You don't, you don't give up this far in. Keep going. <laughs> we love stdcheck.com. It is simple and easy to use it's discreet and we highly encourage you to go check it out you get a ten dollar discount by using the links on our webpage, as well as support the show when you do so go check it out and get tested and be an awesome advocate for sexual health in the non-monogamous community yes and tell all of your new and existing partners that emma and finn sent you yes and sorry i uh, kind of botched this no botch, <laughs> not even a little bit we're only, hey, we're only on episode 200. Right. Just, I should be a pro by now. <laughs> by 300, we'll have this down pat. Yeah, totally. Anyway, I thought it was go, fantastic. Go check out sechecked.com through our website, through our website. Use the links on our website to save 10 bucks and support the show. Normalizingnominomy.com backslash test. Yeah, or click on the resources tab or show notes or all the many different There's places. so many ways. There's so many ways. It's 200 episodes in. You know how to find us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next week, we have an interview. Uh, surprise, surprise. We're not just changing our format on episode 201. 201. <laughs> We're not, actually. I had to clarify that. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> World's uh, longest outro. Crystal and Rich are coming on the show next week, so stay tuned. Come back. To talk about cuckolding. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sure. All right. Sure. <laughs> Folks, I think we're losing Emma. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. 